Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, His Love is Wonderful to Me. sultry morning on one of the Pacific islands held by the Japanese during World War II. The censor was staring at a postcard in his hand written in English by a prisoner of war. Obviously, it was in code, but in all his years as a security officer, he had never encountered any such code as this. The mystery 
grew more profound as the card was passed from one censor to another. Finally, they placed an envelope to be sent to security headquarters. The strange code which puzzled them was written on two lines. The first line read, 2 COR1 colon 8 dash 11 semicolon 1 COR4 colon 11 dash 13. The second line was 1 THES 3 colon 3 dash 11 semicolon 1 THES 5 colon 25 dash 27. The card was too suspicious to let it go through. Perhaps the prisoner had learned some highly important military secret and was trying to get it through to the enemy. So it was not until the war had ended and the writer was repatriated that his friends learned he had written it. He was a British naval officer who had received the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior when his ship, the HMS Repulse, was sunk. The friends to whom he had tried to send the card were fellow believers in the Lord. Had it gone through, this is what they would have read in his message in part. For we would not, brethren, have you be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we were despised even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in our in ourselves, but in God which raised the dead, who delivered us from such a great death and doth deliver us, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You also helping us together by prayer for us. Had the message gone through, it would have told of their suffering and of the condition at their prison in the following words. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, and we have no certain dwelling place, and labor, working with our hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscourging of all things unto this day. To read the rest of his message, get out your Bible and read 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 3 to verse 11, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 25 through verse 27. Although the message did not get through, it proves one very wonderful fact, that the message of the Bible, though old, is ever new. Think of a British prisoner in the hands of the Japanese being able to use the same language as the Apostle Paul prisoner in the hands of the Romans. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Saved by Grace. Same time again and we're all... Someday the silver cord will break And I no more as now shall sing But Within the palace of the king, and I shall see him face to face and tell the story. Saved by grace, 
And I shall see him face to face And tell the story Listen to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now. As Bruce Woodman plays for us in the trumpet this wonderful song at the cross medley. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sir Isaac Newton had a friend who, like himself, was a great scientist. Newton was a devout believer in the creative and redemptive work of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. His friend was an unbeliever. Drawn together by their mutual interest in science, they often argued about the existence of God and the creation of man in the universe. One day, Newton had a skillful mechanic design and built a replica of our solar system in miniature. In the center was a large gilded ball representing the sun. Revolving around this were smaller balls fixed on the ends of arms of different lengths. These represented Mercury and Venus and Mars and Jupiter and Saturn in their proper order. The balls were so geared together by cogs in the belt as to move in perfect harmony by turning a crank. As Newton sat reading in his study with his mechanism on a large table nearby, his fellow scientist stepped in. At a glance, he recognized what was before him. Walking up to it, he slowly turned the crank and with undisguised admiration watched the heavenly bodies all move with their relative speed in their orbit. My, what an exquisite thing this is. Who made it? Newton replied without looking up from his book. Nobody. Quickly turning to Newton, his friend exclaimed, Evidently you did not understand my question. I asked, who made this thing? Looking up now, Newton solemnly assured him that nobody had made it but that the aggravation of matter so much admired just happened to assume the form it was in. You must think I'm a fool. Of course somebody made it, and he is a genius. I'd like to know who he is. Laying his book aside, Newton arose and laid a hand on his friend's shoulder, saying, The thing is but a puny imitation of such a much grander system whose laws you know. I am not able to convince you that this mere toy is without a designer and a maker, yet you profess to believe that the great original form from which the design is taken has come into being without a designer. At once the friend was convinced. He became a firm believer in the Lord. 
All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Listen now as Scott Delosier sings for us his beautiful song entitled, Redeemed. like all I could see was the struggle haunted by ghosts that lived in my past bound up in shackles of all my failures How long is this gonna last? Then you look at this prisoner and say to me, son, stop fighting a fight that's already been won. I am redeemed. You said me So I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain. I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. All my life I have been called on word. By the voice of my shame and regret But when I hear you whisper Child, lift up your head I remember, oh God You're not done with me Shake off these heavy chains Wipe away every stain I'm not who I used to be Because I don't have to be The old man inside of me Cause his day is long dead and gone You see, I've got a new name A new life, I'm not the same And a hope that will carry me on I am redeemed You set me free So I'll shake off these heavy chains Wipe away every stain Cause I'm not who I used to be I am Set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain. 
I'm not who I used to be. Oh God, I'm not who I used to be. Jesus, I'm not who I used to be. Cause I am Thank God, redeem. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the last Passover. John chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil now putting into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. John chapter 13, verses 10 and 11. And Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. The Lord Jesus Christ told Peter that he was clean, but not all are clean. In essence, the Lord Jesus Christ was saying to Peter, You're clean, you're saved, but not all are clean, not all are saved. The Lord Jesus Christ was only with his twelve disciples. It was not like he was with the multitude, thousands of individuals. One of his own twelve disciples was not clean. Which one? This was a reference to Judas as being not clean, for he was unsaved. John chapter 13, verses 21 and then verse 26. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop. And when I have dipped it, and when he dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Religious artwork has this wrong with the tables. They have this display that the tables are in a straight line and the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples are simply sitting at these tables in this straight line. Most likely the tables were in a U-shaped form. And from the gospel records we can figure out where the Lord Jesus Christ, where Judas, John, and Peter were sitting. The sop. The sop was not given to Judas to point him out as a betrayer. But rather the sop. Judas was the honored guest. It was an offer of friendship, love, and affection. In part, the Lord Jesus Christ was saying to Judas, You don't have to betray me. I am extending to you my friendship, my love, but what you're going to do, go do it quickly. John chapter 13, verse 30. Then having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Did you notice the reference to the time of day? It was nighttime. Just think of the supernatural design of God's word. Judas, leaving the Lord Jesus Christ and going to betray him, did not occur during the daylight, not at noon, but at nighttime. And you might be thinking, why is this so powerful? How does this demonstrate the supernatural design of God? 
John chapter 1, verses 7 through verse number 9. Then came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. And of course, this is a reference to John the Baptist. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. The light is Christ. Verse 9, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. John chapter 8, verse number 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 5. This is the message which we've heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Darkness is the absence of light. And you understand that when you see in Scripture a reference to darkness, God, God is not there. Because God is light, and in God there is absolutely no darkness. It was nighttime. Do you see the symbolism? Do, do you see the supernatural design of the Word of God? Judas, having just turned his back on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the light of the world, He rejected the light, and he stepped out into the darkness of night, but also, significantly, he stepped out into his own eternal darkness and his own eternal separation from God. Judas was an unsafe person. He's going to die as an unsafe person. And I know people are going to go over to Matthew 27, verses 3 to 9, and say, well, he had remorse because he repented. Yes, he did. But that was remorse, but that was not repentance unto salvation. What we see here in John chapter number 13 is Judas stepping out into the nighttime. He's rejecting the light, and he is stepping out in his eternal damnation. Judas had left the Lord and the other apostles to betray him. Previously, Judas had agreed with the chief priest to betray him for the 30 pieces of silver. Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 to 16. And 30 pieces of silver was the amount of money under law to be paid for a slave who was useless or killed by accident. You can see that in the book of Exodus. If you have any questions about our study or any other questions or Bible verses that you would like studied in light of the Word of God, rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is 942-2131, or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? The only way of salvation, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Won't you believe and trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late? And for us who are saved, we need to keep studying God's Word. We need to keep growing in in the grace of God, so that we can be living for Him and serving Him today. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. 
we trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus,